some people love Shakespeare, others not so much. But a Shakespeare adaptation is always a good time. Constellation Theatre at 14th and T is featuring a musical called Desperate Measures. It's based off of Shakespeare's play Measure for Measure, but it's set in the Wild West. A gunslinging nun teams up with a sheriff and a saloon dancer to save her brother. Buy tickets now at constellationtheater.org. The show runs through March 17th. Once again, that's constellationtheater.org. Here's what DC is talking about. If you drive in DC, you probably know all about the city's red light cameras. But did you know that DC will soon use cameras to ticket drivers who cruise in the bus lanes? This is just one piece of Mayor Bowser's transportation safety and mobility budget. But is this plan really about improving safety or more about generating revenue from ticket lines, which, let's face it, nobody likes to pay? Jordan Pascal, transportation reporter at WAMU, breaks it down. Today is Monday, April 17th. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is CityCast DC. Welcome back. So we've got a new budget that just dropped. And one of the things that was curiously absent was this lack of free bus service. I know this is something that a lot of residents, myself very much included, were really excited about since the council brought it up last year. What's going on? Are we going to get our free buses or not? Yeah, I mean, everyone loves to not pay for things, but uh, (laughs) so far, it doesn't seem like it. This is an issue very much still up in the air. If we rewind to last December, Councilmember Charles Allen and Council Chair Phil Mendelson announced this great project that, you know, everyone was really excited about making basically D.C. paying Metro for all those fare taps that we do on buses, those $2 that we'd pay. The user wouldn't pay that. The government taxes would. But that project uh, was going to be kind of funded in an interesting way. So every year, the district's chief financial officer estimates how much money the district is going to bring in in revenue. And then usually there's a bunch above what they expect. But that hasn't happened this year because of how the real estate situation is downtown and building values and a number of other issues. So basically that money that they expected to be there is not going to be there. But uh, the council has basically said, we still believe this is a priority. We'll figure out a way to fund this another way. So we're kind of stuck in this limbo right now of how does the district pay for it? It wasn't in Mayor Bowser's budget. So it's kind of now up to the council to figure out where they're going to get this money. So you mentioned real estate issues. Is that the main reason why it wasn't included in the budget? Yeah, I mean, the district is facing kind of a shortfall. And so they are cutting a lot of projects. Open streets is one of those things, at least in the transportation budget, that's gotten trimmed. You know, lower um, real estate taxes. Obviously, that you're losing the sales tax from people that aren't traveling in and working and buying lunch or buying coffee or, or that sort of thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of holes kind of created from this new reality of working, of remote work. Do you have any sense of what the council is doing to try to make it happen anyway, since I know folks were really excited about this? 
both Chair Mendelson and Councilmember Allen say they're going to find a way. I, I spoke with Councilmember Allen the other day. DC is also rolling out new bus lane cameras, which, you know, we're really familiar with the red light cameras and the speed cameras that generate revenue. I said, well, hey, you know, you're instituting, I think, 100 plus new bus lane cameras, which basically will catch people that are in the bus lane when they're not supposed to. Why don't you use that revenue to fund this free bus fare? Obviously, these pots of money are dedicated to certain things. Mayor Bowser wants to take this camera revenue and put it just kind of towards the general fund. But yeah, there's a lot of ways to dedicate funds for this, but it's, you know, where does it come from? And I think they're still working on that. So let's talk about those cameras. I actually just in this interview learned that there are bus lane cameras that'll get you if you're riding in a bus lane. So Definitely good information for me to internalize next time I'm driving. (laughs) We got emails from two different listeners asking about these speed cameras, and they want to know this budget includes $7.4 million to install about 300 new automated traffic cameras. Why is the government so keen to add these new cameras? Yeah, I mean, it's a tripling of cameras. And like you mentioned, they're adding a new classification of camera, the bus lane camera, um, which will be rolling out. But I mean, the district sees this as a way to basically do traffic enforcement. You know, in the past, it would be police officers pulling people over for violations and stuff. They think that these cameras are more ubiquitous, that they can catch more people and basically just kind of serve as a way to maintain order in driving. So far, there's a lot of ways people have gotten around this, though. I mean, you know, we have a big problem with temporary tags, uh, those paper tags that you see usually reserved for new vehicles or vehicles in transit. But there's a market out there of fake tags, people just printing off their own, basically as a way to not get caught. So there's kind of some questions around efficacy and how these cameras are operating and if they are changing behavior or not. The brand new Arbor at Tacoma is built for your most convenient urban living. Whether you want to enjoy the vibrant Tacoma, D.C. community or comfortably retreat into a sleek sanctuary all your own. The kitchens have striking dark navy and white cabinets, and throughout the home, there are wood floors and smart home technology. Some homes even have a private outdoor space. With a quick walk to the metro, you can easily head into downtown or stay close and enjoy the retail that's on-site. Located at 218 Cedar Street Northwest, The Arbor Tacoma offers brand new one- and two-bedroom condos starting in the upper 300,000s. Visit thearborattacoma.com for more information. That's Tacoma with a K. So T-H-E-A-R-B-O-R-A-T-T-A-K-O-M-A.com. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program. The world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. So let's talk about people being, for lack of a better phrase, traffic ticket paying scofflaws. A FOIA request from March found that the Department of Public Works reported more than 4 million unpaid citations. In total, nearly $900 million. So if D.C. could figure out a way to get even half of those unpaid fines paid, it would cover almost all of these different transportation safety priorities. Is there a way to really improve enforcement to make sure that folks who owe are actually paying? 
Yeah, and this is such a complicated conversation, but I guess to answer the question, I mean, what DC is doing is if you aren't paying your tickets, you will get booted. And if you don't pay after you get booted, your car will get towed. And then obviously you will not have access to your vehicle. But the issue that DC has been having is that they have not had large crews to go out and boot vehicles. I mean, often on Twitter, we'll see people post a vehicle that may be almost hit him in a crosswalk or, you know, has been parked illegally forever. And on DC's DMV website, you can plug in the license plate number and it'll show you all the traffic camera tickets and all the tickets that are outstanding on that vehicle. We know the problem basically, but, you know, there's so many of these vehicles out there that have a lot of these tickets, but not enough crews to go out there and boot them. There is more money, about $125,000 more in this budget to hire more people. Last year, they did dedicate more money to that. That. So those boot crews are one of the ways that they are trying to get those vehicles off the street. Now, with all of this comes another question with equity. And basically, you know, what are these traffic cameras for? Are they for safety or are they for revenue? I interviewed some fair fine advocates that, you know, really study equity and how traffic cameras um, affect different people. A lot of these cameras are in low income neighborhoods. More people of color living in those neighborhoods. There was a 2019 study that said that people were getting, um, you know, negatively affected by where these cameras were. Basically, what it comes down to is D.C. is starting a task force to kind of look at these equity issues and these revenue issues. And, um, you know, a lot of people are saying adding more cameras is going to be negative for a lot of people that, you know, can't afford these fines and that sort of thing. They're kind of questioning what the purpose of the cameras are and, you know, how to basically effectively make sure people are driving safely. Yeah, I mean, it's important to make sure folks are driving safely, but you want to make sure that that enforcement is done in an equitable way. So it's not just penalizing folks who live in lower income communities and using that to generate funds for the city. Yeah. So with this task force, they're taking a year plus, about a year and a half to look at all of these different issues, ranging from where these cameras are to how these cameras are affecting different income levels. The advocates that I talked to said, obviously, you know, a hundred dollar fine is going to affect Jeff Bezos and your your billionaires differently than it would affect a school teacher that, you know, a hundred dollars is a big, big difference. And so advocates are looking at other options. There's these things called day fines, which basically look at, you know, what does a person make in a day? And is that a better way to equitably enforce traffic violations? They're going to look at other uh, cities and states and countries and see what they do. A lot of things. And it's going to be quite a big lift, I believe. It's um, so many layers to this conversation. Yeah, I mean, let's really get into it because I have to say I am a mostly recovered or reformed traffic ticket scofflaw. When I first moved back to the city, I was that Bama who brought the car and just got so many tickets. And then I couldn't pay because I didn't have any money because I was really broke. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get booted. So I was like moving my car in a series of like friends' driveways, private garages, things like that, just to avoid getting booted and towed because I owed so much. And so I think there is a need to ground this conversation in like what individuals are actually dealing with. Obviously, as a D.C. resident, I think that folks should be driving safely and I think that people should be paying what they owe because that money goes to city services. But as an individual, 
I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay 30, 40, 50, 100 dollars. And so it becomes this kind of catch-22 where in some ways, you know, you have these sentiments where you know that this is perhaps going to be a good thing for the city, but in other ways, you don't want to individually bear that burden. I wonder, is that catch-22 something that impacts how we think of this issue? When I first moved here, I was the same way. I got two tickets. I got one in Montgomery County and one in here in D.C. And um, boy, I certainly learned my lesson. I came from places that didn't have traffic cameras. And so I was not used to this. But, you know, these roads that I I was driving on, for instance, Montgomery County, I think it was Rockville Pike or one of those streets that are, you know, three, four, five, six lanes, but the speed limit is 30, 30 miles per hour. So at 10 p.m. when no one's there, it's you know, a speedway. So basically what I learned is that I need to adjust for my driving here. And Mayor Bowser basically said during her press conference the other day that 70% of these fines are getting paid and they're not getting repeated. And so she thinks that's a pretty good rate of making sure that people are learning their lesson. Now there's the question of people that are just blatantly disregarding the law, that do not care about others, that are speeding routinely. There was this crash a couple weeks ago with this uh, driver that had 12 $12,000 worth of tickets, 44 tickets over a year. Basically, what these fair fine advocates are saying is that obviously this traffic camera thing is not changing their behavior. We know who these people are. What are the holes in the system right now? Because basically, you know, this person owes $12,000, but this shouldn't be about who can pay and who cannot. It should be about are we making sure that these people are driving safely? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the conversation right now is fines might change some behavior. But what about those outlier people that are really just reckless drivers? Do we assess points on on your record? Do we just boot your car? You know, what, like what what are we doing to keep those people off the road? Well, I guess one of my questions is to what extent is this just a revenue building measure, right? Like, is it really about building revenue for the city or is it about improving public safety in a meaningful way overall? Yeah. (laughs) And it comes to a head this year because this year Mayor Bowser decided to take that traffic camera revenue that usually goes to Vision Zero projects, which is the goal to get to zero traffic fatalities by 2024. And that money was supposed to go to reduce lanes on on streets, making them safer. So basically, people that were breaking the law were funding you know projects that would make the streets safer. This year, because budgets are so tight, she wants to take that money and put it into the general fund. Councilmember Charles Allen says, hey, this is a bad look because you have all these people that say, oh, these traffic cameras are just about revenue. And now you're basically affirming that by just saying, oh, well, we need the money, so we're going to throw it into the general fund instead of targeting it for safer streets. So he has a lot of reservations about that move. But that would be something that, you know, the council is going to look at. What does the budget include for improving public transit like WMATA and bike lanes and bus services? Yeah, there's quite a bit. Um, they're looking at about $150 million for new t- trails or rehabilitating trails. There's, I think, about 250 for, you know, doing those roadway improvements, that sort of thing. $114 million for adding new bus lanes, which would 
obviously speed up travel by only allowing buses in there. So, you know, there's a lot of things that this budget does fund that would be improvements. Coming back to those budget challenges, the budget director for the city basically said, if we don't take that traffic camera money and put it in the general fund, we're not going to have enough debt ceiling, which allows the city to borrow bonds to build these projects. They said without that uh, transfer into the general fund, there's not going to be enough money to allow them to do those projects. So kind of another catch-22 there as well. Yeah, you mentioned buses. I noticed that the circulator is stopping services at some places. Like, what's going on with that? Yeah, again, uh, just comes down to budget being tight. But just a couple years ago, we were talking about actually adding more circulator service, mainly in Ward 7, which is kind of underserved. But because of this budget crunch, now we're looking at not doing that route and cutting three others, the Woodley Park, McPherson Square route, the Eastern Market to LaFont route, and then the Roslyn to DuPont Circle route. So yeah, less bus service from the DC circulator. So obviously, this is just a proposed budget, but are there portions of it that you see succeeding or failing with the council, and why would that be? Yeah, I mean, the council obviously can weigh in and make changes, that sort of thing. Charles Allen, who's the new head of the Transportation Committee, says he'll definitely make (laughs) changes. Um, One of the things being the free bus thing, he wants to make that happen. Another thing that he brought up and I hadn't actually heard of yet was some reduction in school crossing guards, uh, which was a priority for him. He wants to keep that in the budget. And then obviously the open streets events. There was six of them last year. There's only going to be two this year. Charles Allen says that's going in the wrong direction. So he's going to try to find money for that. But yeah, a lot of give and take over the next couple months. Jordan Pascal, transportation reporter at WAMU. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And before you go, some quick news. Metro's new budget includes fare increases for the first time in five years. They'll take effect on July 1st. It's part of an effort to help Metro avoid a budget deficit that was partially caused by a decline in ridership in recent years. Meanwhile, D.C. is getting $72 million federal dollars to rebuild part of the 14th Street Bridge. That means the feds are footing most of the project's $90 million bill, which aims to improve travel time, relieve congestion, and make the bridge safer for drivers. Also, a new Washington Post poll found that most D.C. residents who can work from home want to stay remote long term. Rough news for D.C. government as it tries to revitalize downtown and pressure federal workers back into the office. And lastly, today's D.C. life hack is... This is going to be really obvious, probably to most D.C. residents, but I had a couple of friends in town visit who have the old Smart Trip cards. And we missed a train the other day because they had to go reload the cards. <laughs> Huge fan of the mobile app where you can just, you know, tap and refill your card all on the mobile app. Totally suggest anybody just completely forego the ticket machines and just go online for the mobile app. It doesn't work of the time, you know, sometimes I'll have to tap a second time to get in or, you know, somewhere. But I would much rather do that and add $20 on my card virtually than dealing with those ticket machines. That's my number one uh, DC tip. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. And if you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend who really does not need another traffic ticket? They can also rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.